3: Right, you want people to care. You want you want to strike emotions, and I knew that that saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can
0: you yeah. imagine Pulp uh, Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse?
3: I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's they call written like that one. pounder, pounder that. with cheese and <laughs> what? Boy, <laughs> ale with cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I would I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw sacrifice at my, my Progeny to view of a mighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm? it's, uh, it's my time.
0: <laughs> uh, how do you measure success? Hey, everyone, and welcome to Superheroes Speak. I'm your host, Dave. And John. And this week, boys and girls, JD is not with us. He is celebrating his son's birthday. So uh, happy birthday to Andy and filling in for him. Of course, we went to the Geek World All Stars bench and we brought in the brains behind So Wizard Podcast. The one, the only Joey DiCarlo. How are you doing, sir?
1: What's up, everybody? It's great to be here. Definitely not the looks behind uh, So Wizard <laughs> Podcast. So I'll take what I can get at this point. We'll, we'll give that to Aubrey.
2: Well, That's compared right. to us, you're, you're sterling, man. It's, it's, you're in the right place.
0: <laughs> you bald people always unite. so how is everyone doing joey how since you know we haven't talked to you in a while how's life for you how are things going things are going great i don't really have anything super
1: exciting going on in my life it's really just a cycle of work and sleep and grind for the podcast um watching a lot of movies watching a lot of tv shows binging stuff And creating content for So Wizard podcast. That's really what takes up the majority of my free time that's not work or sleeping.
0: Yeah, I feel you. I know how that is. Some people. I love it. I love it. I'm not saying I don't
1: love it. I'm just saying that that's what I mostly do with my life.
0: so Some people show up once a week and bitch and then say, Do I look good for the cameras? Oh, I'm sorry. How are you doing, John? You're getting it's a It was
2: a good try, you know. Um, it's been eight years. We've been working on that. Um, Doing fine, just fine while I drink this very strong tea here. Mm.
0: Anything um, new since last week?
2: Not really. I got uh, a new Blu ray in the mail, Catwoman Hunted. I haven't gotten them watched yet, but, you know, I saw the trailers. It looked interesting, at least.
0: What's the Catwoman in that?
2: The voice of Catwoman in this is uh oh bollocks! They don't even have it listed. That's fun.
0: Oh well, then. Uh,
2: it's Jonathan Franks, Zara Fazal, Jacqueline Oberdors Wait, wrong. Yeah, that's it. who's Jonathan Frakes? Jonathan Frakes. That's that's
0: so- no. Who is he that- in the movie Catwoman? <laughs> he's Catwoman. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. He's he's always wanted to expand his repertoire, and this this was his time.
0: Careful uh, now. Got really good range. Careful now! Don't want us to get yeah. canceled. So,
2: <laughs> give me one more second here. I can look it up. It's just taking a while because my PC is just dying. So, Stephanie Beatrice.
0: Okay, I don't know her. So Stephanie
2: Beatrice is. Oh, that's Batwoman. Excuse me, Batwoman is Elizabeth Giles. Taylor. Oh, what? No, Elizabeth uh, Gillies or Giles? Not sure how to pronounce that.
0: G i l l i e. Don't know her either. That's interesting. Okay.
2: She's from Dynasty
0: oh well there you go
2: and robot chicken and
0: all right all right so she has a she has a better voice Club. acting yeah she does okay. mm.
2: but nothing else interesting really you know
0: no. no no one no one new in your life dude
2: me it's me come on
0: <laughs> come on Anyone old in your life? <laughs>
2: I got plenty of people old in my life. How old do you? How are you I mean, you know how old I am,
0: so oh. everybody I know is old.
2: <laughs> so how are you doing, Dave?
0: I'm doing all right. Can't complain. Yeah, we I we normally record on Sundays anymore because JD normally has wrestling on Monday nights, so we had to switch to Sundays. But then I was away this weekend celebrating my girlfriend's upcoming birthday so i couldn't record on sunday so that's why you know jd's not here because of his son's birthday so
1: Nothing where did you guys her. go what what arcade
0: did you go to <laughs> no we just went to we actually it's it wasn't like a trip trip it was to get away from our lives kind of a weekend so we just got a room at in, in fort washington which is uh, a local you know local area close to willow grove if anyone's familiar with the philadelphia area and uh just relaxed for a couple days we did go to we did go to the, the willow grove mall and then we went to i can't remember that it's a comic book shop near there and i can't remember the name of it i feel bad but
2: willow grove mall hmm.
0: yeah but i will say this they had grab bags for 10 bucks and uh, my girlfriend bought me one and there was like 20 superman comics in the grab bag so was it will, called brave new worlds that's it yes brave new worlds and it's a uh, and it wasn't just like all comics from in the last 10 years a lot of times they are or like from the 90s during the comic boom like it was from but there was a couple from the 80s on up through modern books so you know and i only had one in the grab bag so that's a win which was one of the reign of superman books <laughs> the grab bag yes yes so yeah that was my weekend huh you know it was fun got away for a few days My cat won't leave me alone since I got home.
2: (laughs) That I get Mike. when I get home from a a long, you know, from like going to my parents' house for Christmas or something, when I get back, they're sitting there at the door, like, cause they can hear my car come up and they're screaming.
0: Yes. Yeah. And this is going to go South real fast. Good thing that we don't have Ray with us, but she really liked her. Like, liked what I got her for her birthday. (laughs) What oh, did see? you get her? Or- oh, oh, okay. No, it was funny.
2: I wasn't going to pull the pin on that one.
0: It was a grab bag with 10 Superman comics.
2: <laughs> From Rainbow. <No>. Superman. <laughs> and this is
0: going to sound so dorky, but... Uh, Hope so- you like the Eradicator, honey. <laughs> she was telling me a story. She was telling me a story. For one year for her birthday, she got the Western Barbie and the her horse, Dallas. And then, like, a few months after her birthday, her sister stole it, and hit it, and she never got it back. So, shortly after she told me the story, I went on eBay and actually found an original in the box, both of them, and, and that's what I got her. So, yes, I'm one of those cheesy guys, but <laughs> she was like, and it's funny, too. Like, she said she really loves it, but, like, there's something nostalgic about the because it was in the original boxes. So, like, if like we go into a comic book shop and we see an original... Old G.I. Joe or Star Wars action figure in the original packaging. Yeah. You know how that is, Joey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I completely understand. You love your toys. I sure do. John loves his anime. All right. Well, enough of that craziness. Let's go on to some social media madness. Right, John?
2: (laughs) No. No, we don't have to. There's there's Uh, nothing in the contract that says we have to.
0: Yes. Yes, there is. So you remember we talked about Futurama getting a revival? season coming up and we got a couple of responses first one is from our good friend random randy savage over at the cult 45 podcast and he said i just dealt with my guilt for not uh finishing the series and now it's starting again (laughs) no just let it go or make another series like uh (coughs) disenchanted oh pardon me i've heard good things
2: about disenchanted but i've never i i've seen the two first two episodes and that was it
0: that was my question. Has anyone watched? I haven't watched it either. Joey? No, and I, I have really bad news for you guys. I, I don't
1: really like Futurama either.
2: <laughs> I, I, I like Futurama. I never finished it. There's a lot of them. It's almost like taking on freaking One Piece. But yeah, I just, I just, I keep getting, you know, I'm ADD. It's like squirrel. So I keep getting <clears throat> sidetracked. But, but I don't know, Disenchanted's just not my cup of tea, you know? maybe other people's you know but it's and i've heard it's good from people that like that kind of sense of humor that kind of comic time that it's got it's just not mine you
0: know well then one of the other tweets we got was responses was uh nicholas denny said gonna be a bit weird without dimaggio as bender and i did do some searching and apparently the negotiations aren't going well to get him to come. like the rest of the cast has agreed to come back except for him And I don't know if he just doesn't want to do it anymore. If he just wants more money, it's money. It's one hundred percent money. Yeah,
2: they're constantly getting underpaid for the work they do. You know, and when you get a hit like this, and they're so so big that they're doing another revival of it, they should get paid more because they're going to make the reason why they're doing a revival is because they're going to make a mint on it.
0: Right. But my question is, when it's stuff like that, do people watch a show like that because he does the voice? because they like the character and the people who write the character like if they get someone who sounds like him is anyone going to notice
2: it's not just what he sounds like it's also tone inflection personality that comes through like you know you could get somebody who sounds a lot like some of tara strong's characters you're not going to get the same personality out of it you're going to get something a little bit different and it's going to be like uncanny valley of the voice you know it'll grind on you
0: yeah i mean i don't know i can't think of any good Examples of a voice being recast in a cartoon series and people being upset over it. I can think. I can't even think of. A, I mean, I can think of one or two examples of someone being ca- recast on a TV show, a live action, and people being upset. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. You know, I'm sure if if there's enough kerfuffle online, Fox will roll out some more money. Oh wait, it's not Fox anymore, is it? <laughs> it's Disney now. So hmm, we'll see. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's Disney, so they probably won't.
0: <laughs> so, the other thing we talked about, I know a movie that Joey's very excited for, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, Jurassic World Dominion trailer came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just Boy. listened to your your latest episode. So, it was that yeah, just- so?
2: Is it sarcasm you don't like it or sarcasm you don't? No, like? I mean I I feel
1: like the only person on the internet almost like everybody that, and I said this on our show everyone we interact with and uh, it's mostly me because I handle all the social media but like all the other shows we interact with all the other nerdy people everybody's just head over heels for this trailer like no one can remember the last two Jurassic World movies weren't that great and the last one was an absolute turd. Uh, it, well, I mean, that's so they got I, the, I, they got the original three actors back, and now yeah. everything's okay. Or? I,
2: I'm with you, Joey. I'm I'm totally with you on that.
0: Yeah. That's one on. of the things I said when we talked about the trailer. It's like it feels like they pulled in the original cast to try to save the series for somehow. But our good friend Timothy Jones said, "I never liked these movies to begin with, so I don't think we need yet another one." I mean, honestly, do they re- really know what a T-Rex sounds like when it's pissed off?
2: I mean, the first one was really good. The second and the third started to get into that valley of people doing stupid things to cause the plot to continue to continue, yeah. right? And then after that, like like Joey said, they just it just went way straight downhill after that. Just really, really stupid, stupid decisions by the, you know, let's 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 make a giant um, T Rex with all this, you know, with they can sense heat and blah blah blah, and let it turn invisible.
0: Well, uh, and the whole thing at the end at the end of the last movie, where it was like, "Well, there's some dinosaurs that are captured and it's not right, so let's let them free and kill all the right, man." Exactly. It's like
1: <laughs> don't don't forget the person that made that choice was a cloned toddler. Well, oh, yes, god. yeah, <laughs> like where what, what has happened in these movies it, for John? It's a, a good example of that is like, like, uh, if you try to explain to somebody who'd only watched the first few episodes of Attack on Titan what the plot is now, <laughs> oh, god, no. <laughs> exactly, yeah, like, I think. we're so far away from attacking Titans at this point, uh, like, it's it's way off the rails. Not that it's not good, it's just off the rails, yeah. I, I but these movies make tons of money, and and that's the thing, like, will an awesome trailer let's not get it twisted it was a good trailer and the returning cast from the first movie be enough to overcome the shittiness of the last two movies when they both made over a, a billion dollars worldwide pre-pandemic and yeah. w- we'll see i guess i i mean i have to see it either way for the podcast it doesn't really matter
0: so. yeah and then uh recast the podcast said my daughter loves baby blue which makes me feel like that's the depth of you know character development <laughs> <laughs> for these movies, or the so depth you, of like, oh, my 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 kid likes one of the dinosaurs, so I'm just going to go see this movie, even though it's crap.
2: This is this is not your Land Before Time dinosaur, though. This is something the size of a large dog that would eat you.
0: Yes, <laughs> you know? Might Very as well be much a xenomorph,
2: so. for crying out loud. Of
0: course, we also talked about the Atom project uh, coming to Netflix, to which, again, Timothy Jones said, I'm sorry, I can... I can only see Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, except to maybe as Andrew Paxton in The Proposal, only because I've seen—I've been forced to see it a dozen times. Ugh.
2: Even <laughs> even when he played Pikachu, he was still doing basically Deadpool.
0: <laughs> to which the resident expert, our good friend D Square, said, "Do you miss Betty White that much?" <laughs> yes. And then Timmy Tim said, "In a sense, yes, but mostly her years on Match Game." Oh, <laughs> Jesus! that's right. Boys or girls, you want more humor like that? Check out Sour Grapes, available in finer papers across the country. You're probably ah. going to have to Google what Match Game is. So, oh God. <laughs> so are you, did you watch, did you see the trailer for The Adam Project? What did you think, Joey?
1: It looks fine. It looks fine. We'll see. Um, there wasn't much in the trailer. And I got to be honest with you, I'm super sick of Ryan Reynolds. After, yeah. You know, Deadpool 1 and 2 are great. But he's been playing uh, great value Deadpool in every movie since Deadpool was a hit. I'm just sick of it. I know he's a good actor. I know he can do other things than that. But he's just on that that vibe that that's what people want to see in every every movie. Yeah. In Hobbs and Shaw, he was the same as he was in Red Notice. He was the same as <clears throat> he was in Detective Pikachu. It's the same, 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 same mm. over and over. I'm so sick of it. So if he's going to do something different in this one, great. And, you know, it's something we've talked about on our show in the past is there just is not. And it was from when we were kids, they had a lot of movies like this, but there's no movies for um, tween age kids like there's PG-13, four quadrant superhero movies and R-rated action movies. There's G-rated cartoons from Disney, like Encanto and that kind of stuff. But there's none of these fun family adventure movies that they're not. I I don't want to say it's like edgy, but it's not something like your little brother would watch. And it's not something for your parents that you just get you're allowed to watch, like right. like Monster Squad, Flight of the Navigator, like those type of movies. Explorers, they don't make movies like that anymore. So if this movie has that kind of vibe. I'll be super all in. I can even ignore Ryan Reynolds, bad jokes, but we'll see. It's it's playing in theaters, I think, for one night only. And you can get free tickets or something like that at, uh Cinemark theaters if there's any near you. Okay.
2: I mean yeah. he does he does have range though. I mean he's got a range. Oh no, he's he, a good actor. He's a good actor. And you he can just, see it sometimes. Some yeah. and you can see it between his his basic what do you call it? His like between his Jim Carrey moments, you can see you can see like his depth, you know, because he'll say something in a serious voice and you know, you'll
0: feel it. I feel but, like I feel like for some reason he was he was on the road to be the next big lead in like romantic comedies and then took a left turn into comic book and sci-fi movies which if that's what he really wants to do more power to him and I then what he wants to do is cash a paycheck and. <laughs> he gives a but, yeah i mean this,
2: oh, this... not not just that though he's the one who pushed the deadpool thing to begin with took a hit I, at fox just so that he could do the real thing later so it, he's, it a, did, he's a certified geek i mean
0: it did feel like the generic time travel sci-fi movie starring ryan reynolds like mm-hmm. so we'll have to see yeah and, and then it's final, a netflix movie so you well know, yeah at least at least you don't have to leave the house to see it that's the most could, important
2: it could be worse it could be dr Doolittle, right
0: <laughs> right and finally we discussed the quantum leap reboot continuation i'm not really sure what they're doing has finally has a director for the pilot it's helen shaver not that important but asked our fans how they felt about the return of sam beckett uh phil isakin just tweeted a it's, I can't think of the actor's name. Elf, the actor from Elf. Oh my God. Oh, oh,
2: oh, oh, God.
0: <laughs> but it's also, it's from yeah. old school and he's in the store and he's like, awesome, yes. And he's punching the food aisle.
2: Yeah, Will Ferrell.
0: Will Ferrell, that's it. Dr. Sam Beckett actually replied to us, said, awesome news. I still mixed on this too little, too late, but I'm willing to give it a try. But did, but get Scott back without Scott and now. Sadly Dean, it's another generic time travel show. Yeah, but Dean I'm,
2: Stockwell passed away a few years ago,
0: so. But I'm ever the optimist. And then finally Lily Baker said, "I'm totally excited and I hope to pr- and pray that Scott Bakula will be on board otherwise, hmm. I mean the rumors are that Scott Bakula is involved and it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a continuation of the original series. Did you watch the original, Joey?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I watched it when it was first airing and I loved it. And the last, I want to say like five or six months, we got a over the air antenna. So we don't have cable. Mm -hmm. We have Netflix, Disney um, plus, all those things. And then we got an antenna that goes from the TV to the window so I can watch football, but we get all these weird channels. So one of the channels we get is called comet and it plays like really bad movies, bad sci-fi movies. And the x-files and quantum leap all the time. So I've been that's watching, awesome.
0: Like,
1: grainy like terrible definition episodes of quantum leap almost non-stop. It's my my go-to thing when I come home after working was... both jobs is to plop on the chair and watch an episode of quantum leap before I go to i, said, I was
0: supposed to say it sounds like that could be a very Joey De Carlo channel. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. I I've watched a lot of like just out of order random episodes of the x-files and a lot of quantum leaps.
0: Oh, out of order x-files. I guess you could do that. <laughs> they were monster of the
2: week for a the yeah they, the time, they right? did have a
0: lot of they did have a lot of monster of the week episodes and they were ver-
2: they were very late on the the stuff that tied the plot together in the last few seasons so you yes. you could almost watch them out of order and it almost doesn't matter
0: almost almost, almost. but yeah that's all our social media madness for the week john <clears throat> thank the gosh yeah okay. so if you want to know <laughs> you can follow us on social media and be part of social
3: media madness here's our good friend T Square to tell you more enjoying the show want to be part of social media madness make sure you are following SuperHeroSpeak.com, where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page while you're there you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag Stars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak.
0: All right, thanks for that, Don. Don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast, available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And Joey, while you're here, why don't you tell the good people where they can find So Wizard?
1: All right, well, the easiest way to find all things So Wizard podcast is to go to SoWizardPodcast.com. dot com. That is our main hub. Where you'll find links to all our social media accounts, links to the podcast every week, all our YouTube content, all our Patreon content our comic reviews and everything else at sowizardpodcast.com so check it out and we are weekly movie nerdy movie review podcast uh, every week coming up on episode 400 as we speak so uh, come check us out and listen to the show check out our interviews and other stuff on
0: YouTube All right, make sure you do that but on that note we're going to take our first commercial break and we'll be right back
3: after these messages we'll be right back
0: all right boys and girls we're back we got a little bit of news to talk about before we get to our main topic the first one we've been talking about this quite a lot on the show so first i'll ask joey were you a smallville fan no <laughs> not at all no so
1: Mark Ellis, my co-host on the show one of my co-hosts on the show is a huge smallville fan so he's gonna kill me for this one but and so he loves smallville he's all about smallville loves it watch the show i think he owns all the seasons on dvd Mm -hmm. Big Smallville guy. I could never stand that show. I did not like it one bit from the pilot. The final episode did not like it other than Alana being really hot.
0: (laughs) Well, I know our uh, Apsatee co-host and myself are huge fans of the original show. And of course, there has been both Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling. have been talking about doing an animated show continuing... The from the end of the Smallville show, so a lot of fans are excited about this. And Tom Molling offered a update over this past weekend. He was at a comic convention and basically had Eric Durance there, and she said she's on board to reprise her role as Lois Lane. So hmm. you think about it, you've got Lex Clark, Superman, and Lois Lane, and the show ends with them in Metropolis. Him now being Superman, that's all you need. Maybe they gonna... can
2: spring to Alice, Alice and Mac too. She well, can
0: record it over the phone from prison.
2: <laughs> I mean...
1: I'm sure it would be cheap. You just got to put some money in her commissary bill. So.
2: And Kristen and Crook, who played Lana, is on Netflix right now. She played a small role in the new... Oh, God, what was that series? The one that... uh ah, crap, my brain's going to fry here. There was two... It's like an... It's on Expendables. It's... It's...
0: Well, the well, last thing I knew she did was a Street Fighter movie, right? Jung no, Lee. She's in uh
1: she's in Reacher on Amazon Prime now. Okay. Which uh both Mark and Adam from my show uh love. They they swear by it. So. I haven't watched it yet.
0: It's a lot of stuff I haven't watched.
1: <laughs> that was <laughs> I that find was... myself saying that all the time. If it's not something I have to watch for the podcast, the amount of time I have to watch something is very so, small.
0: So <laughs> Tom that was that Tom Cruise movie, right? Reacher? Yeah. And, and it was based, based on a uh, novel. That's yeah. it.
2: That's what I was talking about. Yeah. She was on, yeah, small. Yeah. She was a small role on that. Apparently of course, they...
1: the Tom Cruise movies don't follow the books very faithfully. So people right. weren't too thrilled with them. And this supposedly follows the books a lot more. And I know Mark and Adam both love it. We got it early from Amazon to review and they both absolutely loved it. So,
2: Here's the thing though. And you you will very, very rarely hear me say this. I like the Tom Cruise version better. Whoa! I watched I watched the entire the entire series on on Netflix, and it just he just comes across as his meathead. You know, I, I mean the the actor is okay who who plays you know Reacher, but it's just not. I don't know. they like it's it's you're just looking at this huge slab of meat walking around and punching people <laughs> once in a while, and
0: that's basically it. Be careful, because Joey's a huge Tom Cruise fan. I'm kidding. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm. Big, I'm not usually real big into him. I'm not usually. All my to all my thetans are but,
1: cured. Let me tell you.
2: But Alan, yeah, Alan Richin, Well, Richen, he he just he just comes across as just a slab of meat. That you know,
0: on the just getting back to the Smallville a, news. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get um, off of a big slab
1: of meat, men, and get back to. There has uh, been there has Smallville. been
0: no there has been no news from hbo max or warner brothers if they're going to actually do this or not so i'm wondering if they're gonna i'm kind of curious if they're gonna pull a ryan reynolds deadpool thing like put together a pilot and put it out there and see how people react to it and if people they, like it they
1: all have enough money to throw yeah. in not that they're like super rich but they're certainly have much more money than we do they right. can throw some money in and get like a five minute sizzle reel made right that they can throw on youtube to get um hype going for this i would DC slash uh, Warner Brothers is acting real weird about Superman. So I don't know what's going on there. They may just be trying to avoid putting him in stuff. And we'll get to that a little bit <laughs> Put oh, that in yeah. a little later, but. That uh, goes for you Batman know,
2: too in that. so Yeah,
1: they're just not doing anything with Superman at all right now. They're not using him in anything other than Superman and Lois. But in the upcoming Flash movie, it's not Superman. It's going to be Supergirl. So I don't know really what's going on with them. or they're trying to make people slowly forget Henry Cavill or something, but. They don't seem to really want to push Superman forward right now.
0: (sighs) Yeah. But you know, the original Superman movie had a great score. Mm -hmm. It was written by John Williams, Mm -hmm. (laughs) who not long ago said he was retiring and was not going to write any more music for Star Wars or superhero movies or whatever. It's because he's 90 years old. But (laughs) he has come out of retirement and is writing the main theme for the Obi-Wan kenobi show coming i on.
2: will watch that just to listen to his score. <laughs> you're
0: I mean, gonna watch it anyway come on <laughs> that's why i included this article john because i know how you feel
2: <laughs> zimmer
0: <laughs> yeah
2: my, my mortal enemy
0: does that is that get you any more excited for the show joey no it's hard to be any
1: more excited for the show than i already am huh. but I I do love John Williams. I think he's probably the greatest living composer right now and probably one of the greatest uh, of all time, to be quite honest with you. Think about all those iconic uh, themes that he's created and all that iconic music he's done over his whole career. It's, It's insane. And some of it you even just forget about. If you look down the list of things he's done, you'll be wait a minute. That was him. Wait, wait, I forgot about that one. Uh, It's not just Star Wars. Like that's the thing. People think Star Wars, Star Wars stories. It's not just Star Wars. There's tons of other stuff in there that you completely will have forgotten was him. And it's it's just phenomenal. I but mean, some thing, of his best work, in my opinion, was the prequels. As much as people hate the prequels, the true. music for the prequels is phenomenal.
2: True. Uh, yeah. Across
1: the stars from Attack of the Clones. I hate Attack of the Clones. I think it's one of the worst movies ever made. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: that, that, that music makes me want to cry. It's so good.
2: <laughs> but the thing he, is, he, every time you hear one of his pieces, you can see the story in your mm-hmm. head that he's right. He literally writes, writes stories in music like you can't name another another composer that really does that except well maybe john powell you know but he, yeah and he's, he's, but uh, beyond that
0: i watched an interview with him one time and he was talking about like they were talking about the superman theme and you know the dun, 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 like in his head he was singing the word superman superman yeah. and like that's that's how he came up with it, you know, and it builds this entire orchestral piece around that simple little three note pattern, and it's and without
2: like, knowing that, people who hear it for the first time will sing Superman in their head when they hear yes. it some, you know, just spontaneously. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I I I am excited for it too. I don't know. I mean, I understand a lot of it's going to take place on Tatooine, but I have no idea what this is. And Hayden Christensen coming back as Darth Vader just seems weird to me. Like, you could put anyone in the suit and just get James Earl Jones to do the voice, but... I'm hoping we'll, we'll
1: see. see some flashbacks with him out of the suit or something like yeah. that. We don't... When we've talked about this on our show, you don't hire him to come back to put him in a suit that you could pay a stuntman $30,000 to do the series in. So especially,
2: especially on a plant made of sand, because, you know, it gets yeah, everywhere.
1: Well, on a green screen, <laughs> magic screen thing they have with sand on the floor, but they just there's they got to be doing something else with them so i just want to see what yeah. they got to do hopefully it won't suck you know he hates sand <laughs> Dude, john williams uh john williams did the background music for star wars galaxy's edge at disney world so yeah when you walk you're walking around the park there's music playing through the speakers and he did that music and it's 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 awesome and that's only from a few years ago the guy is just not ah, perfect
2: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah well he's no hans zimmer don't <laughs> well,
2: yeah it's all he's got it's all he has all
1: right that was his right. inspiration like batman had the bat come through the window Han hans zimmer must have rented like an apartment next to a train station or something oh <laughs> the train would go like a... <laughs> whoa whoa
0: speaking of weird. speaking of fun things from our childhood did either of you watch Chippendale's rescue rangers when you were kids kind of had no.
2: to I do.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, I another them. unpopular opinion. I always
1: hated all those Disney afternoon shows <gasps> because they signaled the end of 30-minute toy advertisements as cartoons. Hmm. So when the it's Disney true. when the Disney afternoon shows moved in and all of a sudden it was DuckTales and Rescue Rangers tailspin,
2: gummy all of
1: them all day gummy bears all that stuff all afternoon now i wasn't watching he-man i wasn't watching voltron i wasn't watching silver hawks tiger sharks street frogs captain <laughs> tiger tiger soldiers sharks. Of the future, Cross sharks macross the
2: planets mask right. all yes that stuff, all that stuff was and gone all of a sudden
1: ends. and it was actual quality programming instead of a terrible 30 minute cartoon and I, that was a commercial <laughs> for toys
2: captain power and the soldiers of the future
1: yep you want me to watch quality stuff? Where was my Centurions? Come on. Yeah. So I was never okay. a big Disney guy. I did like the the video game. So they had on NES. Uh, okay.
0: Great. Yeah, I remember
1: those.
2: I didn't. I didn't mind them, but they weren't like again, like like you said, they weren't Mask of the Centurions or what was the one with the best intro? Other Galaxy Rangers or Mighty Orbots? Yes. yes. Galaxy
1: <laughs> Rangers Spiral Zone. <laughs> yeah so Jesus, we could go uh, for it? hours listing off
0: amazing shows yeah. <laughs> yeah so in a in a odd left turn disney is giving us a i don't know if i call it live action but a live action Chippendale's rescue rangers which I, I i have to be honest i don't know who this trailer is for i don't know who this who this movie is for like as somebody who grew up who liked that that was one of my favorite cartoons when i was a kid I, I, i'm gonna be 100 percent honest here, and like and it's funny too because like more i learned about it as i became an adult and like some of the weird references like tom Selleck because of the hawaiian shirt and the indiana jones dale is indiana jones and chip is or other way around chip is yeah because that's a, that's a tom Selleck reference because he was supposed to originally be indiana jones and it's like you know, like all the weird little stuff like that just made the show better as I got older. And now it's like I'm watching this and I'm like, I don't get it. Like I don't wanna see a show about them as real life characters thirty years later struggling to like survive in Hollywood. Like that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't appeal to me as someone who liked
2: it. And not in their specific little piece of the universe. This is this is literally like a Roger Rabbit in fact, they even have had Roger Rabbit in the freaking trailer. Yes. You know, they yes. just brought every, look, I've got, I've, you've got a freeze frame with the, with the My Little Pony crew, the G4 pony. It's like, who, who isn't in this right now? Right. And I don't even think uh ML My Little Pony is owned by Disney. It's owned by Hasbro. So, you know. I, well, they're I don't probably know making
0: the toys for the movie. Uh- <laughs>
2: yeah, maybe that, yeah, no, you know, and you say that, that's probably it. But the, it's just weird that like there's so many references all over the place. It's 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 kind of a MCU of Chippendale. But who asked for that? You know?
0: Yeah. And then I'm sorry. I'm sorry for anyone who's a fan. But then as soon as I heard Seth Rogen's voice, I was like, ah, <laughs> he is a one trick pony. He's not funny. And it's just like he was funny when he first came out. But then it's just like ever since what was that show, movie with the food? Movie with the uh, food party. Sausage Party, yeah. Ever oh, God, so, like, that, that mess. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's just, like, it just seems like that's what he leans into now, humor-wise, totally. And it's like, and Disney hired him for this. So, so what do you, what's your guy's opinion, Joey? You, you, did you like the trailer? Are you excited yeah. for this? I got to tell you, I I did think
1: the trailer was funny, especially towards the end when they start making fun of different types of animation and like where they're like, oh, we landed in the terrible early CG land. And <laughs> I, I, I thought that was funny. I, I did. And and it seems like it's really meta, which is a really tough line to hit. It's really yeah. tough to hit that being good. Um, mm. I do like the Lonely Island guys. I think they're funny. I don't have any emotional attachment to Chip and Dale. So I'm not like, oh, how dare they make these changes to Chip and Dale right. Rescue Rangers? Like I I don't care. So it 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 was interesting. I, I'm interested in, of course, just like we talked about with Adam Project, it, it's it's on Disney Plus. The amount of right. effort required for me to watch this is to have a couple hours and be sitting on the couch. So True if, true. if this was something I had to pay $15 to go to the movies, make the time to leave the house, sit down, watch the movie, drive home. It might be a whole different feeling, but from watching the trailer, I chuckled had enough sensible chuckles and, and I'm in, you know, as long as it doesn't turn out to be like the matrix, uh, resurrections, uh, meta content. So we'll be fine. John.
2: I, I, again, you know, with my weird scale, I, I, Watch it while i was folding laundry, but I wouldn't pay money to go to the. Right. I just, you know, I'm the, I'm I'm only mildly interested, only because I'm curious about what they're doing with it. But I I have no skin in the game for the old I, Disney shows, and I you know,
0: I, I feel I just, like somebody was like you know they're coming out with space jam 2 let's let's cash in on some of that nostalgia while we can the idea well
1: just the just the two minute trailer was better than all of space jam 2 already
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is true this is true
1: I, i had that in my bottom five movies of the year that was an abomination uh poor Lebron.
0: Anyway, and
2: and they they won't. That's right. Like for space, that was all WB characters, right? This 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 will be all Disney. I doubt like with the Roger Rabbit thing, they'll get any crossover between WB. Like you're not going to see Bugs Bunny in this. So you might see some Hasbro, apparently, but you know that's about it. It's just gonna be all Disney after that.
0: No, but you know where you might see Bugs Bunny. Thanks for the segue, John. John Cena, who we'll be talking about a little bit more shortly, is going to star in the Coyote versus Acme movie from Warner Brothers, which is going to be another movie where they take a character and put him in the real world and it's going to interact with real people and apparently one of them is John Cena, while e. Coyote. Does almost, anyone want
2: this? <laughs> almost everything we talk about these days is based on somebody gaining power at one of these huge studios and going, you know what would be great right now? Nostalgia. and And just, you know... Pulling out of their ass something that nobody's asking for and saying, Yeah, we'll make money off of this. Because they they just do not want to green light anything new. Yeah. I just, I, I, this is like, my, uh, well, is, this is, a, this is, I don't even, what, what is this? John Cena in Coyote versus Acme? My, my, like, my, my worry,
0: this? my worry too is like they're so concerned about being PC and not showing violence and stuff. How do you do Wally Coyote? without violence you know like right. i i mean joey what do you think you you you, you excited for something like this
1: <laughs> no i'm not a big looney tunes guy i never was as a kid i never have been um just not big into looney tunes unfortunately sorry guys and <laughs> i just i have no interest in this whatsoever Like, yeah. zero interest in this i love the original space jam so you know it, i can find things i love that are this type of formula and and these characters like i do love the original space jam i own it on a steelbook blu-ray collector's oh. edition and the uh, the idea i guess so okay you know and we'll talk about it in a little bit with john cena yeah he's certainly seeing a career renaissance this is directed hbo max yeah and i have to if i have to leave the house go to the movies make an effort and nah, that's not happening so
0: right and that's another thing it's it's these streaming services have given these studios the ability to just like say let's put a crazy idea out there see if it floats because then if enough people watch it they probably will make a theater you know run for something like this put it in the theater but I don't know or see if it'll sell on Blu-ray steelbook. <laughs> you know, that, right. <laughs> that's,
2: that's kind of the thing with the, a lot of these movies now. It's economies of scale. So like, you know, 150 years ago, you could put out a movie, but you had to attract a a majority of the populace to get enough people to to make to make them enough money to make the movie. Luke Luke was But now, you know, with with China and all these other all these other places that they can send these movies out to and with the sheer number, amount of people in the world you can put out utter crap and it will probably make its budget back no matter how much you put into it
1: yeah now they, the this is where mid-range budget movies go to die now our streaming platforms it's not you're not seeing them spend 50 million dollars on this movie put it out in theaters it's we're going to spend this money on that movie and put it in hbo max to try to drive subscriptions we're not going to see these type of movies go to theaters really so much anymore it's mostly everything in theaters is going to be big blockbusters or very small independent films and that's all we're seeing right
0: now yeah yes and none of the blockbusters will ever make get academy awards and all these independent films that no one sees will get all the academy awards
2: (laughs) well you know the the oscar yeah the oscars are putting on they're trying out another fake category in order to give it to the most popular, but it's still like also ran.
0: Exactly. I, I, I <coughs> and, and nothing against this movie. I don't, it's again, another remake who needs another Cyrano de Bergerac uh, movie. But that's the thing. I was watching TV this weekend and I keep seeing these commercials for this new Cyrano with uh, the guy from Game of Thrones and Days of Future Past. I gotta look it up. <laughs> playing Cyrano. He, Come on, Tyrion Lan- Lannister. John, come on.
2: I I know. Anyway, everybody's screaming at it in in, in uh, yes
0: in, in in internet land. Well, long story short, he's Cyrano and Peter movie. Dinklage. Peter yes. Dinklage, yeah. Peter Dinklage is playing Cyrano, and I don't know who's playing the other characters. But it's like, does it matter? And, and and the thing is, it's like nominated for so many Academy Awards, and it's like I didn't even know this movie was coming out, and it's already nominated. It's like okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot of those are playing in small theaters. They're playing in like LA and New York only. There's all sorts of tricks that go with these things, but yeah, it's just sad that these mid-range movies are have now become streaming service things, and they sometimes don't really hit the mark because of that. So
0: yeah, yep. So I think you're right. That's that's the future of movies. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of John Cena's. Uh, renaissance for his career it's been confirmed before we get to our main topic the last bit of news but this leads us into it is peacemaker has been confirmed for season two so it doesn't surprise me everyone i know who's watched the show has loved it i haven't met one person yet i don't know about tonight that's been like oh, i was out of crap <laughs> so so yeah i'm excited for that so maybe we should maybe we should hold your guys Opinions until we talk about Peacemaker on season two. Yeah, I'll be quiet. (laughs) On that note, as you all wait in suspense, we're going to take our second and final commercial break and we'll be right back.
1: After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah.
0: All right, boys and girls, we're back. We're going to talk some Peacemaker on HBO Max of course from the crazy mind of james gunn starring john cena as a peacemaker and uh, yeah based off of the suicide the suicide squad movie version of the characters i guess we'll we'll do it our 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 normal way for review i mean everyone who listens to this show we've been talking about it every week so they know how we feel but we don't know how joey feels so joey non-spoilers what was your thoughts on peacemaker season one I loved this show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved this show. It's great. I love the humor in it. I was not super looking forward to it because I'm not right. going to lie and say I'm this huge John Cena fan, whether it's in wrestling or in anything he's done theatrically. I mean, I, I literally had just seen him in F9 colon the fast saga which he was horrendous in i mean everyone was horrendous in that but yeah there there was no excitement for me oh my god i must see more john cena and i liked him in the suicide squad but i didn't feel like i liked him enough that i wanted to spend eight hours with just that character right so uh, so the move the show had kind of a big ask to make me want to watch it and just from the beginning, right away, the beginning of the show, all the way through, it was top tier, it was hilarious, it had an amazing soundtrack, and it was just great the whole time. I was really
0: surprised that I liked it as much as I did. Sean, what was your thoughts overall on the season?
2: Uh, yeah, usually not my cup of tea. Mm. I mean, this this brand of humor is a little coarse for, for, for me, because I'm... Just, you know, <laughs> but, uh, <Old. laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, it was, it was, I think, like Joey said, it's, it was a lot better than I thought it'd be, given how badly Warner Brothers is screwing up everything else about the Justice League and, you know, and, and the super superhero stuff. So, yeah, I mean, overall, overall, I liked it, you know. It's just, I would, I would, it's for somebody who this is their sense of humor, you know, I would say wholeheartedly go see it, but you know.
0: I think, I think Joey kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit too with no one knew what to expect from the show. So you had no expectations going in. There wasn't, there wasn't like a real high or real low bar. It was just kind of like, let's see what this is all about. Hmm. But it was James Gunn. So, you knew it was going to be good. And yeah, it was brilliant. It was just like from the opening credits to the ending credits, this show was insane. Just the
2: that- opening credits, you can't skip them. Yeah, Netflix kept putting, or they kept putting, max they kept putting the skip intro on there. And like, I'm, you know, I'm pre-programmed, like it's a muscle memory to hit that every time for everything I watch and even, even most anime. And like, I, I just not once did I feel like I wanted to hit that. I had to watch that intro every single right. freaking time. That, that's that's
1: joined uh, <laughs> that's joined Evangelion for me in the never skip uh, intro
0: or pile, Cowboy
2: so. Bebop. Right, there you
1: yeah. go. Yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely. I mean, JD put it best because like they kind of took the what people say about John Cena as a wrestler of him being stiff and not being like really that good at the and they made it in wrestling <laughs> and like and they and they just steered into that with the, with the awkward dancing and it's just like yeah, like just brilliant like. I would be scared to meet James Gunn to see how his mind actually
2: works.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you, man, as a filmmaker or a creative, I think he is amazing right now. I mean, he's just on fire. Guardians movies, this, The Suicide Squad. He was even involved in uh, the Belko experiment, which was fun and interesting. Man, I mean, I just he's one of those filmmakers now where I just want to see what he's going to do next. If his name is attached to something I'm, I'm already sitting
0: up and taking notice at this point. So so, so
2: apparently his brain works on hair metal.
0: So I think, I think we've been pretty good. No spoilers so far. So no spoiler. We'll, we'll, if you haven't watched the show yet and you don't want spoilers, you can stop listening here though. But if you're a fan of the show, we've already spoiled it a bunch of times on previous episodes. <laughs> But if you're new to the show and you don't want spoilers, stop listening now. Come back later after you watch the season. Long enough to count as a download at this point. Exactly. So, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Spoiler territory. So I'm trying to think. All right, let's 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 just do it the way you guys normally do it. I like the way you do it, Joey. Where okay, Thanks. what is something what is what was like your favorite things from this season? We'll start with John.
2: My favorite things from the season?
0: Yeah, what are some of your favorite things?
2: The cow being... Insectosaurus from <laughs> Aliens versus or Monsters versus Aliens. It,
0: it really right? wasn't Insectosaurus, but yes, it looked it, like
2: it. It, it. it looked like it. They used the exact same sound effects for its for its cry. I mean, it was freaking Insectosaurus. It looked like Insectosaurus, but I mean, you know, there's this
1: is a lonely island for John with uh, yes. the uh, I know, but I mean, I'm... aliens references. I, yeah, I... <laughs> big, big My Little Pony I... and a kids <laughs> movies fan, John. <laughs> no, coming
2: through. I I mean, I liked, I liked the way they, they made Peacemaker. Like you had to, you needed somebody to play off of Peacemaker to make Peacemaker look empathetic. And that they, and they, I mean, like, you know, how are you going to do that? You're going to bring in a bona fide white supremacist Nazi guy. (laughs) So, and, and that worked really well. Although I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like them to go into, how the hell his father was so smart that he had an extra dimensional like laboratory, <laughs> you know, I'd like to know the story behind that, but, but otherwise like, you know, it just, just the some of the characterizations like vigilante, it, oh, I mean, yeah. it, you know, it's, you can't count him out is he was, he was kind of funny at the, at, you know, when, when, when peacemaker couldn't shoot the family. And so he goes, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. Move over a sec.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dead. <laughs>
2: you know it's like almost like almost like deadpool you know only
0: even worse so 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 that there's a question when 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 he got shot in the final episode and went down did you think he died because adrian chase the character died in the comics so i was kind of thinking like did they just kill vigilante right in front of us
2: they probably did that because he died in the comics and they were you know just a, a little bit of a Kind of an Easter egg, maybe, or maybe they'll kill him in the next series because he's still uh, he's still around, or maybe he died when he jumped. You know, it'd be neat to start the next series in the first episode. They show they show him as he's jumping out the window of the hospital. It's five stories down, and just goes splat, and that's it. (laughs) That's the kind of humor I expect from this, you know. But I I expected one of them to walk out of there with a bug in their head. Yeah.
0: that would have been that would have been an interesting way
2: i i when 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 hardcore I mean, went down i th- i i i figured okay this is where she dies and one of the bugs like basically takes her over and and that's something that they have to deal with the next year next series but next season i i don't but that didn't happen because amanda waller's daughter is like made for this which they kept saying
0: so what, what about you joey what are some of your favorite things from the season Well, right off the bat, I liked that the series
1: hit the ground running. So the first episode was awesome. Right off the bat, just him having that hilarious conversation with the janitor. It really sets the tone for everything going on. The whole first episode was just good. It was interesting. Things happened. This is something we've talked about on our show a lot in the last maybe like six to eight months. But a lot of the, God, I don't want to turn this into Marvel versus DC, but a lot of the Disney Plus shows with Star Wars um, and some of the Marvel stuff, Mm -hmm. It feels like they're sitting down and writing a six-hour movie or a eight-hour movie, and they're not caring about the idea that you're going to watch this week to week. So you're going to watch the first episode of Book of Boba Fett, and it was good, but there was no hook to it. Yeah,
2: Nothing Mm, made me say,
1: oh, man, I can't wait to get back here next week and watch this, other than the oomph of I love Star Wars and I want to consume more of it. Whereas this felt like it was more written like episodic television. So I wanted to watch every week. I was waiting to see what would happen. I had things interesting happening in my head that I was like, let's go. Let's sit down. I, I don't feel like really any of the Star Wars or Marvel. Well, maybe the Mandalorian a little bit. But in the book of Boba Fett and most of the Star uh, Marvel stuff outside of WandaVision, because I felt that one had a lot of conversation and mysteries and stuff going on. But right. most of them have just not had that mm, for it feels like episodic television and they're forcing you to watch it week to week and this felt like that this had that drive and that hook to make me want to come back every single week and see what happens um soundtrack amazing amazing i love hair metal it's what i grew up with so hearing <laughs> it in a TV show. the end of the first episode i, I watch everything with the subtitles on because a lot of times i got to watch it at night and have to have the sound down a right a bit so, when it said like Tiger Tales begins to play, I was just like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, I didn't even know anyone knew what that was besides me and my friends. That was crazy. <laughs> that one scene where he's crying on the bed listening to uh, Firehouse, I was dying.
0: I was oh my dying. God. That's right.
1: That was great. That was great. I love the cast right off the bat, Jennifer Holland as hardcore uh, woman crushes the year candidate, like right up there, like whew, she's smoking hot. And I know that's James Gunn's uh, now fiance, so yes, not (laughs) not trying to like start anything or anything. I'm just smoking hot,
2: (laughs) but you are because you'd love to have him on the show. It's like
1: (laughs) I'd like to shake his hand. I'd like to smell his hand. So,
0: um,
1: (laughs) but with the cast, like when you look at the cast, when they show you the cast before you've watched the show at all, you see the cast, you're like, oh, here we go. You know, it's the Burger King kids club of (laughs) diversity. We've got the black girl, the fat guy, the blonde girl, the the blonde woman that don't need no man and don't take no guff and the lesbian. And like, we've, we've checked off all the boxes. You're like, oh, this is going to be that kind of show. But they did a really good job of actually making those characters and making the fact that, you know, just because I can't pronounce her name. Is that the character's name? Sorry. Amanda Waller's daughter just because they wanted to have her be played by an African-American character actor didn't mean that her character couldn't have faults and wasn't a perfect person. Like we were, she was allowed to be an actual character and that was awesome. That to me, that's true diversity. It, it's seeing awesome actors playing different roles that all look different, but they're allowed to actually be characters. It's not just we, we can't have her have flaws because we don't want to offend people. So, right. That was awesome. I was so happy with that when that was showing up in the show. It was great. It's, it's
2: Leota Adebeo.
1: Adebeo. That's right. She was great in this, by the way, too. Mm-hmm. So, Robert Patrick, pelvic thrusting. Who knew I needed that in my life? I
2: know, right? <laughs>
1: I didn't know if they were going to go there with him as a character because that's Peacemaker's dad in the comic is is the white dragon. And I'm like, all right, you know, they're, they're really going to go there with him. And they, they did a good job, man. I just, the show is just hilarious. And, and I, I just really enjoyed a lot of it. So, you know,
0: that's what I liked. All right. I well, I love the nudity. Let's, let's get that out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> really big in a John Cena and t- Tidy whities
0: so. Oh, my God. I just... I... I love that they weren't afraid to steer into things and just go with stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, and you guys, you guys are right. Like white dragon and Robert Patrick was just, I mean, you want a bad guy. (laughs) That's who you hire, right? Like someone Mm -hmm. like, as soon as he walks on the screen, you're like, yeah, he's the sleazy bad guy. And that's another thing going into the show. It's like peacemaker. Wasn't a very sympathetic character in the suicide squad. How do you make him sympathetic? Oh, you make his father a white supremacist with who who with this army behind him and like you know his suit and he's gone around killing people like and you, oh, and you okay. make him
2: kill his brother by accident and have his father blame him for it for the rest of his life, yes. that would mess up anybody,
0: yes, oh god, that yeah, like and i I kind of had a feeling that's where that was going, but yeah, it was still like oh man, that was tragic. Let me think. I love the character Vigilante. I don't know why. Just (laughs) like, it's like Peacemaker, but to the nerdy extreme. That scene where he goes to the prison
1: to throw the trash can through the window. Yeah. I was dying. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. It's just an amazing character. Hilarious.
0: Like, you feel like he just walks into situations and doesn't have a plan and just gets away with it. (laughs) Yep. Like you really feel that's the character. Like he's he's uh like a Jack Sparrow from <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, he just wings it and his luck gets him through everything.
2: His brain just doesn't work the way everybody else's does,
0: yes. Yeah, I mean, just crazy. Um, the, the humor is crazy in the scabies helmet. Like, <laughs> God. again, I don't want to know how James Gunn's brain works. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's I'm trying to think, I love the twist that, that she was Amanda Waller's da- daughter, like, you know, cause you gotta have it tied to the suicide squad and we're not talking about things we don't like yet. So I'm not going to get to that, but you know, you like it, it works. It makes, it makes sense. Like somebody on the team would have to be a, a channel back to, to her. Oh, I love the twist of the leader of the team. What was his name? The character's name being a butterfly. Like Clemson Mern, yeah. yeah like like that was like I really didn't see that coming at first you know like and then when they when they reveal it it's like oh okay I mean how she found out I thought was quite obvious you know the the x-ray helmet she puts it on it was like oh okay there's where she finds out.
2: As soon as they said they had an X-ray helmet, I was like, oh, one of them on the team. <laughs> There's, like, you know, because first off, why wouldn't everybody have an X-ray helmet in this? Like, it'd be the perfect way to tell a friend from foe. But as soon as they introduce that, it's like, nope, somebody on the team is going to be turned out the the butterfly. <laughs>
0: Just too too easy. So, so yeah, I have no, like, I have not a, real, not a real, lot of bad stuff to say, but... As Joey always says, "With the good, must also come the bad." Wait, one more, one more good. All of
2: us forgot. Eagly, mm-hmm. Eagly was was was. You know, player, top player for this? He's he's the he's the best bird.
0: He's the best bird. Oh, oh! I don't know if we can use that.
2: He was. Come on, he was awesome. Drop he's a the, possum on you when when you.
0: Most you valuable player on the know. team, except. <laughs> the MVP of the team except for when they wanted to put him a, a helmet on a barn yeah well that's
2: when you realize he's, he's still an eagle <laughs> it's like you know he's not, he's not sentient he's just are, are you eagle. saying
0: eagles are hard to train
2: yeah you know but apparent you know except to hug you I guess <laughs> all
0: right so then what are some things John since you're loved eagerly? What are some things you didn't like about the show?
2: Uh, a lot of the rough humor, but again, that's me. I don't know what else didn't I like about it. It's like I don't even. Really, I don't have really anything specific. It was just that so I felt like some of the some of the skit type stuff went on a little too long. You know, they just kept hammering on on certain things, like they didn't really need to. They, I, I but it, you know, I, again, that comes down to my sense of humor versus other people's. Well. So. Yeah. You know, other than that, I mean, the plot kept going back and forth. A lot of people, yeah, you know, the body count in this is extraordinary. <laughs> you yeah, know? this is it, it's almost up there with with the suicide squad, you know, where they take out an entire town and not dying in nice ways. But no, I mean, it's just, you know, again, it's it's mostly the sense of humor. And, and sometimes people doing really, really stupid things like arguing while you're in the middle of a firefight and stuff. And my inner my yeah, my, inner, my inner self is cringing at that. It's like, damn it, you know, duck at least. Uh, but I, I don't I can't really say much more than that. I'm just not, you know, this, there, there wasn't anything especially bad about it.
0: Okay. How about I mean, you? Uh, oh, that's about as
2: good as I'm going to get, you know? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead,
0: Joey.
1: Yeah. How about you, Joey? Um, anything? Yeah, I mean there there is not a lot to dislike here and like John said it's going to really come down to how you feel about the humor. What does worry me a tiny bit and it's not necessarily so much for this season but seasons going forward is eventually it gets to the point where the characters are more characters, caricatures of themselves instead of actual characters. I mean it will get to the point where they are all just taking the piss out of everything happening. So yeah. nothing has weight to it anymore. That's something we see in movies like I think Zombieland 2 was a good example of that. None of the characters gave a shit about anything that was happening in the movie. They were all too busy making sarcastic quips the whole movie to the mm-hmm. point where the no none of the plot had any weight. And I, I don't want to see this become that. So I think this season did a really good job of, of towing that line, except for, like John said, a couple scenes where we're in the middle of a firefight. We're in the middle of a huge action sequence. So dial the humor back a tiny bit. I just don't want to see that going forward get to the point where it's just flat out comedy instead of being what it is right now. I don't really have many complaints. I, I would have liked to I mean if we're gonna get into it, I would have really liked to see Batman and Superman uh and Wonder Woman at the end. I, I I mean, I get it that you can't really you know, they maybe they couldn't get them or or what, but they were able to get everybody else. So
2: I heard there was that, a deleted that, scene where it had all of them. Even cyborg was in there, but they they took out Batman and Cyborg.
1: Yeah, there was definitely an actor that portrayed Batman because he posted on his Instagram. It was a stunt guy, but he uh-huh. had the Batman costume on. So that, that definitely was something they filmed. So I don't know, might have been DC pulling that back because they don't want to show that Batman right now when they're trying to push the Batman, which is frustrating and annoying. But I mean, that was a great cameo. That was a great funny jokes at the end. I loved it. But man, it would have been nice to actually see. I don't think Henry Cavill would have said no. If you asked him, he would have came back. I don't think Ben Affleck would have, but I don't think Ray Fisher would have, but yeah. you know, well, what were they doing? What was, what was Gal Gadot doing today? You know, she can stop by for five minutes.
0: Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that was actually something I was going to get to. And with a couple of questions, but yeah, that's an interesting point as well. Like they made such a big stink of saying, okay, the Snyder verse is done. Right. Especially with the flashpoint movie will be the turning over to whatever their new universe is. Mm-hmm. But this show is so popular, and then you bring back the Justice League, even though you don't really see Wonder Woman or Superman, but they bring in, and, and you know, they do that because the Flash movie and the Aquaman movie are coming out, so they're trying to reinvigorate those characters for those movies. But now you're creating something people love that exists in that universe. Like, are you just going to kill it because, oh, we don't want that universe to exist anymore? Like, it doesn't make sense.
2: Can, can I add something too? Go, going along with something that Joey said. Yeah. And about the humor again. Like one of the running jokes is every, you know, every 40 minutes, Peacemaker had to make a comment about another hero. Right. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. Aquaman does fish and, you know, and, and, and Arrow, Arrow plays the backside of a, of a pony at my little pony convention. All that. It's like, it's, and, and then it, that's all fine and good. That's the character. But when they confirmed a lot of that at the end, where, you know, he says, like, why don't you go where he looks at Aquaman and says, go, oh, why don't you go fuck a fish? And, and Barry looks over and says, but that's that's real. Right. It's like I, you're kind of tearing the, the 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 ultimate heroes down at that point. And it, the whole thing becomes a real joke. and you, And you start to push them into Homelander territory, you know.
1: Like I, I mean, the the I think it's supposed to be that he is making these stupid stories up
2: about all the other yeah, heroes. Yeah, but Barry had heard about better. it, or Barry, Barry <laughs> yeah, Barry, but, heard Barry had heard,
1: heard the rumor, and we we've in theory established that Barry is kind of a jokester and a jerk and would mess with Aquaman that way, I guess. But yeah, they yeah, let him they say have... that that Superman likes poop, so. <laughs>
2: yeah i know again again, it's you're you're kind of like okay but if if they confirm that 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 that, the the league members are you know now in on that joking around you're like well what kind of people are these people anyway
0: human beings with to have senses of humor
2: well human beings except for you know cyborg and um Aquaman and Superman Wonder Woman. and Wonder Woman. Yeah. They're all human beings except for <laughs> and Martian
1: Manhunter.
0: And- <laughs> Martian Manhunter, right. <laughs> oh, okay. Fine. No, but, 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 but my point was getting to like, you know, this show now becomes a linchpin to the old Snyderverse and they approve a season two. Like, do you think they're just going to like at one point go, okay, even if the show is super popular and gets, gets millions of people to download it, like, I just turn around, I was like, okay, we're gonna stop making it now because we, look, want you no, to, we want you to embrace our new uh universe with uh sparkly Batman. I mean, uh, it,
2: yeah, <laughs> it, it'd be fun to watch them uh try and ignore it, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ignored the Thanos thing,
1: <laughs> yeah. they diverge timelines at the end mm-hmm, of season mm-hmm. five, yep, yep, right. yep, yep. So, to make <laughs> it work, let's not, let's not even go there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, and Um, and now it looks like they're going to tie everything back into the Marvel universe.
1: So, well, there you go. I can't wait to see Graviton.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's right. He's sorry. Yeah.
1: This this is the DC problem. This is, it always comes back to the DC problem that we have is that their foundation for their shared universe is not popular, regardless of what people on the internet want to yell and scream about the Snyderverse uh, aspects. The audiences soundly rejected them. (laughs) So, right. I, and this is coming from somebody who actually liked i liked uh, the snyder cut I, I thought it was really good and it was really well done it was a huge improvement it's probably the best dceu thing we'd seen up until that point in my opinion but that those characters in that form have been soundly rejected so now we have some things that connect to them some things that don't some things that are another universe we're bringing in a uh, 1989 batman michael 70 year old michael keaton to replace ben affleck we' they they, there's no plan (laughs) and the funny thing is the batman doesn't tie into any of this it doesn't tie into any of these things has nothing to do with these other movies and they showed a trailer when i went to see uncharted this past weekend review coming this week on so was her podcast um they showed a trailer extended trailer for the dc stuff the one that we've seen uh, online that was like black adam and the flash and aquaman and the batman but the Batman isn't tied into any of those movies, so why would that be in the trailer? Like, it's it's so all over the place. I I I'm hoping that the reason they would have Superman and Bat, not Bat, was Batman there. No, Superman and Wonder Woman in kind of shadow. It allows them if those roles get recast, it doesn't completely invalidate this TV show. So, right. but
2: why would they recast Wonder Woman? Like, you know,
1: eighty four wasn't popular
2: yeah but that doesn't mean the actress isn't like she's the most popular wonder woman there is except for the original linda carter right i mean well how about
1: your your other choice is uh the girl that played mockingbird on agents of shield so
0: yeah that's right so yeah for one episode that's all they made right
1: yeah never was never unreleased pilot even though you can get it at every comic convention under the sun yes
2: right next to the the Star Wars Christmas special.
0: That's right. And Power <laughs> Pack. <laughs> That's right. So so I didn't get to what I didn't like. Oh yeah, right, right. Great. It's your show. So <laughs> but you liked everything about it. So. well, I only have two. One's an odd complaint, but it's me with my like realism interrupting my my fun fantasy stuff. The entire police department and those prisoners all were taken over, all then all died by the end of the show. Yep. And, like, they didn't talk about that. Like, they showed news reports and stuff going on, but no one talked about, like, the amount of people that died. And, like, they all had to had families at some point. Some of them had to have. Like, it just felt like, and, and maybe that's something they're going to deal with season two. I don't know. Maybe, like, that's why they didn't discuss it at all, like how that ties in. But it just felt weird that, like, they're showing news reports, they're showing news conferences, but no one's, like, saying, what about all the people that died?
2: They covered the they covered the gorilla that died. Or no, they just covered that he was missing. They never covered
0: that he did Yeah, exactly. So Yes, best death uh, best, best death in the in the show show too by Chainsaw.
2: <laughs> but that was I mean that that was probably Amanda Waller in the background hiding things.
0: And then well yeah, that's true. But then okay, and then the only other thing, like it wasn't bad because they but it just felt weird like I'm watching the show and it's like, oh, it's a superhero show about an alien invasion taking over the planet, blah, blah. And then at the, the very end of the episode, Peacemaker is confronting, what was the name of that the head alien, head butterfly? Goth? Goth. Confronting Goth. And it takes a weird political turn. And I was just like, huh. That wasn't and
2: political. Then, that's just dealing with reality as it is these days. But, I mean, it's weird that they made the show. Well, I'm
0: saying that the, it still but, was a political statement, and then then James Gunn, in my mind, is making another political statement with how he ended the show, and it was just like, that's weird. Like, I didn't feel that at all throughout watching this whole thing. I didn't feel anything like that at all, and, and that's, you know, like, that's what makes an entertainment. But then when all of a sudden they throw something in your face at the end, and I'm like...
2: Well, it kind of tied in. Huh. I mean, the family that they murdered that were taken over by butterflies that the guy was a big wig that was pushing you know was it uh, clean energy and stuff right they said that they mentioned that in the cV
0: yeah but um, i mean you didn't feel like that had anything once once you start realizing what's going on with the invasion you don't feel like that has anything to do with it you know it just it, i don't know it felt well, like yeah a weird it was yeah turn. it wasn't
2: yeah it, w- it was it was kind of a left turn at the end but then it kind of makes sense and, and it does show a moral a moral choice of do I let these aliens take over people to save the planet, you know, from us, or do we make our own decisions? What's the right, right. Right. right Exactly.
0: And, And that's what I'm saying. Like that was the whole thing. And like, and I don't, you know, I mean, I think in my opinion, Peacemaker made the right decision at the end, but it was just weird that like, you know, they made that part of it, you know? So.
2: Yeah. Having bugs around that could at any point, just suddenly crawl into one of your orifices and and kill you and take over yes, your brain. and any of I, your I, orifices. That's that's, um, <laughs> that's not something that's you know. No matter what their good intentions, the fact that they had Dory killed a lot of people and taken them over. Well, exactly. Was, yeah, you know. So, yes.
0: but yeah, I mean, but that's other than that. I mean, it was a great show. I just, I just, you half wonder if that's like pressure from Hollywood, like oh, you got to have this kind of statement in your show. Like no. Why couldn't it just be an alien invasion?
2: Well, the aliens have to have some motivation and that's as good as any. And it is. Or just wanting a new
0: planet to live on. And
2: Well, yeah, but they also gave them a sympathetic angle too. And, and we, I mean, it's a sympathetic angle that a lot of, a lot of people right now are worried about. So it would resonate. So it, you know, it, it was, it was a fairly good hook, even if it did come at the last moment. Yeah. Cause then you've got a more, you've got a moral dilemma.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. That's all I'm saying. It just seemed like a weird, it didn't, f- to me it didn't fit with the rest of the tone of the show, but that's just me. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, all right. So moving on, who was your, besides the t- title character, peacemaker, who is your favorite character from the show? John?
2: Eagle. No, I don't know. I, I mean, for entertainment value, it would be vigilante. Just, okay. just just because like, you know, if nothing's happening on screen, he's going to make something happen because he's, but th- I mean, that also, I mean, he's, he's portrayed as somebody who's got a mental issue, a lot of mental issues, which, you know, is, oh, I guess it's okay if he's doing something stupid in the middle of a firefight, like, you know, arguing with people, but I, you know, you know who you and I should identify with the most. Is, yes. Uh, yeah. What, what's his name? The, the gray beard.
0: economist Economist. Economist. yeah
2: yeah because yeah but although you know at the end he did that really stupid thing with oh i'm gonna go help he goes to climb with a fence and breaks his leg it's like you
0: know (laughs) that would be us yeah that probably us too. how Um, about
2: you yeah so i mean i'd go with either hardcore or vigilante
0: okay joey
1: Oh, I mean, come on. It's It's hardcore right off the bat. I mean, she's, she's badass. She's smoking hot. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's obviously right up my alley. Strong-willed, uh, tough, blonde woman.
2: The, the man, straight man type. in the group, right? She's the straight that's man right. in that's the group.
1: My, that's my type right there. But if putting aside my uh, male chauvinistic feelings, I would probably be vigilante, but I can't You know put him ahead of her in in the rankings but i did really like vigilante i thought he was hilarious
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i went back and forth between vigilante and economist because for my money economist is the real hero first he saved them all by killing the gorilla with a chainsaw (laughs) and then he's the one that put the the helmet into the barn to to kill the the mosquito i mean the the cow he's the one who also
2: took out most of the white supremacists
0: yes yeah yes exactly he
2: he stepped up at the last minute with an uzi and
0: that's right. So there you go. If it wasn't for economists helping move the plot forward. I He might
2: actually have the biggest body count of all of them. If you think about it, he planted the helmet, he took out all of the, he took out the, the biggest bad that they had to deal with, and he took out all, he might, he might have killed more people than the rest of them.
0: Yes. <laughs> and he dyes his beard. Yep.
2: <laughs> and apparently all right. that's all that matters.
0: Alright. And then of course we covered the just that was my other question, was the Justice League and how this all is gonna tie into the DCEU and where where will it go? I'm um, with
2: you guys. It's just it seems like a very loose knit reality at this point. Like there's there's no cohesion to it. So you have no my, idea who belongs where.
0: My son had an interesting theory about the Batman, because he was like he hasn't seen anything in the trailer so far that feels like it ties it to a specific like specifically to today. timeline and the fact that batman's driving like an older muscle car like is this the batman from the joker movie this is a spinoff from that which it's funny it would make sense especially because in the one scene there's all those guys in the what looks like the joker makeup and he's beating them up like you know, there's no explanation. That's been, to that.
1: that's been a rumor. That's been a rumor for a while. I, I don't think Joaquin Phoenix wants to be part of any cinematic universes or anything like that. Though, as we say on our show all the time, you know, when Warner Brothers backs the Brinks trucks up into his driveway <laughs> yeah. and says, come on, come on, make Batman 2 versus the joker and you can now after you're done go make five years worth of boring movies where you fall in love with your phone or whatever <laughs> other artsy fartsy movies you want to make for the rest of your life you'll be all set just make one or two of these batman movies with us it would i, I would assume as a as a person it would be hard to say no but if, i mean if he has the artistic integrity to say no god bless him but i mean it, it's something everybody wants to see it, it's something yeah. everybody wants to see but yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, with the DC stuff for me now, it's so different than Marvel. Like with DC for me, it's like it's project by project. Like how do I feel about this specific yeah. project? And as I'm watching it, whereas with Marvel, it's not only mm-hmm. is my excitement for what I'm watching, but what's coming next. Right. So there, I have no care. I don't give two flying craps about an after credit scene for Aquaman. Like I do not care what the Aqu- Aquaman 2 after credits are. I don't care because I don't really care what it's setting up. But I care what the after credits for Eternals is, you know, not that that movie was that great, but I care about the ongoing saga of the Marvel cinematic universe where I do not care at all about the DCEU, but there may be individual projects in it that are awesome.
0: Have they set up anything in those movies and after scenes or whatever that will never pay off now in the DC movies? trying to think
1: yeah the after credits for justice league where jesse eisenberg meets deathstroke oh
0: Oh, that's right yep
2: well just just uh dark side like the whole dark side thing is dead
0: yeah well and of course that weird in the snyder cut future where superman's evil which oh the nightmare the nightmare yeah i don't know what he was setting up with that but okay
1: there's uh there is a script treatment out there there's a story treatment you can find it if you google i think it was on Bleeding cool of what his plan for the next movie after that was and it's it's god awful
0: just you know yeah that picture that oh, yeah.
2: had to die because it had jared leto joker and nobody <laughs> wants
0: that hmm we'll see <laughs> one day you'll be praying for jared leto to come back
2: god no no nope. <laughs> Nope, that's, 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 the day right. I just, that's, that's the day I become a hermit. <laughs> All
0: right. So let's, uh, let's do something we haven't done in a while. Let's rank, uh, rate this, uh, puppy one out of 10, 10 being the best one being the worst. And we'll let our guest go first. Any final thoughts? What's your, what's your ranking on this? I loved this show. I loved
1: the show. I'm not going to say it's perfect but it's damn close. I mean, we were kind of between the three of us really struggling for anything that was egregious and bad that we didn't like about it. So,
2: yeah,
1: I mean, I'm not going to, I don't, I think it's, it's, it's as damn good a first season as you're going to see and stuff, yeah. probably an eight and a half, I would say eight and a half, nine, right around there. It's, it's that good. It is that good. If And I understand John doesn't, it's not his humor for everything. So that might be the only thing that might dial the the score down for some people but i mean if you're into the if the humor grabs you by the end of the first episode the humor grabs you and you like superheroes and comics there's no reason why you wouldn't
0: like this oh cool john
2: okay again um like it, yeah well like joey also reminded it's not my sense of humor i'm going to give it a seven but you know if your sense of humor is a little bit more on the crude side this will be up here, alley you can add a point or two to it because again as joe Joey said there's there's no there's there's nothing like there's nothing you can really point to and say this was horrible you know or right you know if you, this should have been fixed or blah, blah blah it it is way more cohesive than basically anything else that they've come out with for the dc properties at this point yeah you know it just so yeah i mean I, i'll give it a seven but it's a very high seven
0: all right yeah i mean and it's funny because i will say like i used the term linchpin for the dceu and i i kind of meant that like this is the only thing hmm. that feels like it tied stuff together that i like <laughs> out of the dceu yeah i mean and it's funny i understand it; it's not your sense of humor john but like i think it's what makes like it's one of those shows where they they contrast the horrible stuff that's going on the violence the bloodiness the all the crap with you know the extreme sense of humor like it's it's mm-hmm. a balancing act right i like, get it yeah yeah you know you're not going to do a who's who's on first routine in a movie where people have blood coming out of their mouths because a little alien butterfly coral inside mm-hmm. of it so <laughs> yeah i mean i like i said i said I, I couldn't see where this was going and it shocked me when it came out so i'll give it a I'll, I'll i'll like a joey score an eight and a half out of ten definitely worth watching if you haven't seen it yet go check it out and I'm sure we all can't wait for season two. So, oh, I'm right.
1: just hoping. i yeah, I mean, this could go off the rails. Season two oh. could be terrible. You never know. Definitely. Yeah, depends.
2: Depends on you. You think whatever decisions they make with where, where the Justice League is going and what happens after Flashpoint is going to affect this? Because if it does, yeah, it could go way off the rails. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: Or it could yeah. be a one line joke, and they just move right past
0: it. <laughs> real True. fast. So. True. Did your Barry Allen change time? Did he? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then move on exactly like, yeah i don't know all right so let's let's wrap it up for the week um so joey one more time tell people where they can find oh so Boy. wizard and do you have any recommendations for our listeners yeah
1: yeah 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 so i will recommend that everybody checks out so wizard podcast that's where me and my two co-hosts review nerdy movies and tv shows every single week we've got episode 400 on the way we've got a lot of cool guests coming up this week we'll be dropping our review of Uncharted obviously the Batman coming soon and all sorts of news. I have the show whole show planned out through August. So ready to rock and roll. Go to so That's the hub for everything. Our social media, the podcast, our comic and movie reviews, video and YouTube content, Patreon content. So Check us out. Let's see. You know, I watched a few movies over the weekend. I saw American underdog, which <laughs> is the story of Kurt Warner, uh, quarterback of the, st louis rams and his like life story it was it's a, it's a christian movie and it's very sappy and cute and wholesome so i i enjoyed it for what it was and i'm a football fan so i liked it it was it was good enough to make me almost feel bad that the patriots beat the rams in the super bowl at that time but it wasn't that <laughs> it was not good a movie Let's unless it's like um, yeah, it, it had a good cast those Zachary levi and um and a we were in it, so you know, and it was uh pretty cheap on digital. So I think if you're a football fan, and you don't mind sappiness, almost uh, lifetime movie level sappiness in a movie. Uh, it was wholesome and cute, so that would be my recommendation. Cool, John.
2: I have two recommendations. Okay. One from the anime side, Demon Slayer season two. You have to see it. The second to the last episode has some of the best animation that anybody's ever put to a cell. Period. End of story. It makes it it's it puts to shame of anything Disney's ever done. It is probably one of the best fight scenes ever animated. And the story itself is still top-notch. Like it's it just this this anime is killing everything. Uh on top of that, on the other side of things, season two of The Witcher. It rocks.
0: You should see it. I still need to watch season one.
2: Mm, you should. Henry Cavill kills it in this, you know. <sighs> You you get your 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 Henry Cavill uh, fix and and with a good you know, with a good script you know and yeah. and and the funny thing is he plays a guy who who shows very little emotion and yet you get way better acting out of this from him than you do from from the Superman movies. <laughs>
0: all right well i will recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week links to all our social media at the top of the page and of course comic book reviews by our good friend d squared we just had one that went up this week for horizon zero dawn not revelations it begins with an r it's a side story for horizon zero dawn and then we have a couple more going up and let's see what do i have I really don't have anything this week. I'm just going to, I'm going to sit there and say, if you haven't watched it yet, watch uh, Peacemaker. It was a great show. We all liked it. I think you'll enjoy it. So on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for listening. Don't let you keep caught in the door. Have a good week.